uh, this morning. Uh, we will begin in Luke chapter 2. Uh, I will invite you to, to turn there. Uh, obviously, with it being a child dedication and a graduation service honoring graduates, uh, this, this morning I just, I just want to talk within the, the framework of, of that and then expand it to apply to all of us. Uh, but, but what we'll be doing is we'll be talking about the future. That's what we're talking about. Uh, we see this begin in, in Luke chapter 2 and, and uh, starting at verse 22. And, and this is where Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the temple to have him dedicated. Luke 2.22 says that they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And, and in many places, this word present uh, is, is translated dedicate. And then verse 24 says that they also are there to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of God. And so we're going we're gonna to start from there this morning for a few minutes. And uh, let's begin with a word of prayer. Father God, again, we are always so excited about your word because your word, again, is it's eternal and it's absolutely truth and, it, and it's totally trustworthy, Lord God, and, and it excites us and it, it, ex, it inspires us and, and it encourages us to, to grow in you. And so we pray for this time in, in your word that you will indeed excite us and grow us and inspire us. But, but we just thank you for, for, for the truth of your word and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So they bring Jesus to the temple to, to dedicate him. And basically that's what we did today with, with Hunter and, and Angel Marie. And, and uh, uh, them... Uh, along with our, our graduates this morning, I, I've described them by saying they have a bright, wide open, full of possibilities future ahead of them. You know, what, what a wonderful place to be at in life, you know, to, to have just this completely full of possibility, wide open, and anything is possible, uh, opportunity in our lives. I, yeah, I'm always a nostalgic person, and, and, and so I probably spend more time on that planet than I should, you know? But, but I often think, oh man, if, if I knew then what I know now and could go back there, you know, what, what a wonderful experience it would be, you know? But... Uh, Truth is that this is possible for every one of us today. It's, it's possible for every one of us each and every day when we wake up. We don't have to envy a child who's just been dedicated and say, oh, look what you have lying ahead of you. And we don't have to envy a teenager graduating and saying, look what you have ahead of you. We can wake up every morning and say, look what I got ahead of me, you know, today and, and, and for this future. God has a plan for them. I truly believe it, you know. Um, God, God has a plan for them. I dare say he's got a plan for this life and he's got a plan for their spiritual life. 
but he's also got a plan for each one of us. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know what I have planned for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you and not harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. That's God's plan for each one of us. Do we really think that God would simply design disaster for any one of us? You know, God does not do that. We, we know some of us by experience, some of us by, by just understanding what, what could lie ahead. We know we face disaster. We face hardship. We, we face tragedy in our lives. We know we face this. And we know some of us have faced it. But it's not because God has designed it that way. God's design for us is wonderful things by which we will prosper. And when the Bible uses the word prosper, it usually means spiritually prosper, not financially prosper, or I would say not only financially prospering, but spiritually prospering. Uh, you know, as, as well, prospering as well. And, and, and so when, when we face this, this idea of, of, of hardship, Lord, you know, what is hardship about and why is, is, is hardship about, uh, you know, how, how we deal with it. And I came up with two thoughts in regard to that. And it's, it's mostly just my musings, you know. Uh, but, but, but when it comes to, you know, God, well, you said you have plans to prosper me, not harm me. Uh, I've got a future filled with hope. So why did I hear this discouraging word from the doctor when I, when I was there last week, you know? And, and, and I thought, you know, how do we, how do we you know, rectify that? Or, or, or how do we just, you know, judge all of that? And so my own thinking was, and I started out by saying, I don't know. I don't know, maybe... Maybe God is more about eternal life than he is about physical health. You know, God, God wants us to be healthy, but, but his overall, his over, overruling concept is, is, is eternal life. His ultimate design is to redeem humanity. God's ultimate design is to redeem a fallen humanity. And, and, and so it's not that, that God doesn't care about us and our hardships or our, our physical health. It's not that he doesn't care. But, but what he's primarily concerned about is, is redeeming our, our, our souls, our, our spirits, to, to get us to glory. So, so we see that, that, that in, in presentation that, that there is a plan of God involved. And then verse 24 of, of Luke 2 says, there's also a sacrifice that comes into play, you know? And, and, and the sacrifice, it tells us there, for their time, for, for Mary and Joseph, it, it actually says that their sacrifice is a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, Okay, that's, that's their sacrifice, you, you, you know. And, and, and uh, I, I wanted to belittle that. I, I, I wanted to make fun of that or, or just speak to it as strange or ironic, you know. But, but all it really means in the scriptures is that when a family was poor enough and did not have means, their sacrifice could be reduced 
to very easily and very simply uh, uh, attaining a couple of turtle doves or a couple of pigeons, you know? And, and so that was their sacrifice, but there was a sacrifice involved, a sacrifice involved with the dedication and, 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 and with the plan of things. Ultimately, what we're getting at this morning is, have you dedicated yourself to the Lord, you know? And if that's the, the case, if that's the situation, and there's a sacrifice involved, then what is the sacrifice today, okay? So, so you, you, are, you are effectively saying, I have given myself to, to God. I have given my life to Christ. I, I am offering myself to God, and, 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 and therefore, God, I, I dedicate myself to you. And, and I know, God, there, that you have a plan for me in all of that, and now I understand, Lord, that there is a sacrifice. So, so what is that sacrifice? Technically, we, we can find it in many places, but Romans 12.1 expresses it the easiest. It says, Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, I beseech you to present your bodies a living sacrifice. That, that's it in a nutshell. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. And so we're going to talk about that for a couple moments and then just wind the whole thing up. So here I am, here you are, testifying to this idea of being a follower of Christ, uh, proclaiming to be a child of God. And, and, and for most of us, what that would mean is for you or for God, I could point Back to that day in my life. Now, maybe I don't have the exact date, and, and I know many of you do, but I wasn't a good record keeper in, in those days. Maybe you've got the exact date. You can say, that's the date that I received Christ as, as, as my Savior, okay? And, and, and so if, if you can do that in your life, as I've often said, if you can literally point back to that day and say, that's the day. Now, some of us might say, that's the day I said the sinner's prayer or, or, or something like that, you know? Then y- you know that, that you consider yourself to be a child of God as a follower of, of Christ. And, and, and so because of that, the word now says there is a sacrifice. I must present my body as a living sacrifice. And so, so what is present my body? You know, and, and so I, I saw several things, but I also came up with a few things. Uh, when, when, when we present our bodies, does it say, yeah, give, give God your, your thumb and your big toe, you know? Give God your left nostril, you know. It, no, it says give God your body, all of us, you know. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's like a spiritual hokey pokey. First you start with your left foot in, then your right, right hand in or whatever. You eventually get to the place where I, my whole body jumps in, okay. Well, well, that's presenting our body. My whole body jumps in. And, and, and we present that to God. My whole body, my whole being, all of my efforts and my energies. Simply ask yourself, is there anything on this earth to which I give more of myself than I give to God? You know? Do, do, do I give my job, my workplace? 
Do I, I give my family? Do, do, do I give my, my enjoyment or, or my, my uh, personal time? Do, do I give more of my energies to that than to God? You know? And, and, and the answer should never come up that I do give something more. You know, hopefully what we're doing is, I, I always say, it, just split your life in half. You better be giving at least 51% to God uh, of everything. And, and God would look down on me and say, well, thanks a lot for that, pal. You, you only insured 51%, you know. Whereas, you know, God asks for 100%. He, he just says, make me first, give me everything. And, and then I will take you and carry you and, and move you to places you, you can't imagine. So, so our sacrifice is our whole person, our whole being. And it goes on in, in later verses to talk about a renewing of our mind. So it's not only our body, but it's our mind. And uh, by mind, that word is translated in, in, in the Greek, is translated to the soul. To, to the personality, to, to, to all that you are in, in, in being uh, made up and everything. And so, so God asks for that as a sacrifice. Now the amazing thing is in the Old Testament, all sacrifices ended up dead. They were totally consumed. And, 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 and once they were, were killed, and, and I mean this in a nice way, slaughtered, <laughs> okay, if there's such a thing, they were slaughtered, they, they, they were drawn, cut and, and, and quartered, and then they were burned. You know, they, they were totally consumed. And, and, and that's sacrifice. But the word tells us we're a living sacrifice. And, 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 I would say still in a way totally consumed of God, or at least we, we should desire to be totally consumed of God, but, but we, we are uh, uh, allowed to remain alive. Normally, sacrifice requires the death of the sacrificer or the death of, of, of the offering. And I saw it ex- ex- expressed this way. Uh, when, it, when it comes to being a sacrifice... Uh, a living sacrifice. Number one, you're not going to find any dead body. That's what's awesome, you know. So there are no dead bodies here. Some of us might look over at our husband and elbow him and think, well, nearest thing too, you know. But, but you will not find a dead body. And I, and I saw it expressed this way. Because of his death, we live. And I think that's awesome. We are called to live for Christ. And, and that is an awesome thing. And then we're going to close with this. Uh, it's Isaiah 65, 17. And God says, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor even come into to mind. Okay? So what God is saying there is, 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 is there, there, there is a day coming. We, we know this to be uh, as, as eternity approaches. But God is saying there is a day coming where I will create a new heaven and a new earth and neither the old heaven or the old earth will even be remembered. 
And I've always believed that 100%. I've always taken that totally into my heart and said to myself, there is going to come a day, and I, I, I think I'll at least see it in eternity. I'll see it in glory. I'll see it in heaven, where I am not even going to remember this life, you know? We're not going to sit in heaven and, and say, you know, may, maybe we're spending the day with Moses that day or something. And, and, and we're just looking around and I'm saying, oh, Moses, man, I remember that day, you know, when I graduated from high school and I had, you know, the, the world was my oyster, you know. And, and the word tells us there's going to come a time where we don't even remember that. That's, that's not even in our, our vocabulary or our wheelhouse anymore. So God says, I will create. I will make new. And, and the former will pass away. And, and, and what I said was, when God makes new, or when God is making new, because every day in our lives he is making new. When God makes new and He's starting fresh. The old, the former, is put behind us. It's, it's all behind us. Uh, in my notes, I said, it's all behind us now. <laughs> you know? And, and, and that's the good thing about waking up this morning. I woke up this morning, and I should have been able to say, well, God, you know, all that's behind me now. So what have you got for me today? What, what have you got for me, you know, for my, my future? And it's simply this. Don't live in the past. Live for the future. It's, it's that simple. And, and, and again, we don't, we don't have to believe, we don't have to think that these children or, or these graduates have, have some greater blessing and opportunity than we have because we have the same promise every day when, when we wake up. So we're going to close with a word of prayer. And uh, again, any time during that,